Computers are live. Mixer is up. Levels are good. Equalizer is good. Ready channels one and two. Mic is live in three, two, one. Roll it. Welcome, listeners, to the My Practice My Business podcast, where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our clinical business of dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Welcome back, podcast listeners, to the My Practice My Business podcast. It's Dr. Rob Thorup, host of the show. And I'm joined again today, it's a lucky day for me, with my beautiful wife and the general manager at My Practice, My Business, Tracy Thorup. Say hi, Tracy. Hello, and thank you, Dr. Rob. Man, am I excited for today's topic, because this is like one of my favorites. So we were at Disney World uh, a little, like a couple years ago, and I rode the Mount Everest, or the Expedition Everest uh, ride, and I'm going through there, and I'm seeing all this really cool stuff. I mean, Disney really decks this place out. It, it, waiting in line is oftentimes an adventure at Disneyland. I mean, yeah, the lines get long sometimes. But, man, do I love to just look around at the detail that the Walt Disney Company does for their rides. And I'm looking around, and I'm seeing that, you know, the uh, – the, oh, the animal, the monster, what's it the called? Yeti. Yeti. The Yeti. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I saw the Yeti. And I also use a company, uh, gosh, I've been involved with uh, uh, the young men's program in our church. And, and I've got more miles on my feet from doing 50 milers than I want to count. And there's a, a company called Goal Zero that has solar, uh, uh, solar recharging capabilities. And we've used their systems for years since they came out. Uh, back in the backcountry to recharge our electronics, you know, cameras and iPhones and everything like that. Even though there's no service back there, I mean, we use it to, you know, you got to take a little bit of technology with you out in the out in the wild. And uh, and and it's uh, it what a great company. If you guys uh, do any kind of outdoors uh, backpacking, uh, even for any kind of emergency stuff, man, Goal Zero has really got some fantastic stuff. You should look on their website. I'm not getting paid anything by Goal Zero. I just love uh, love the company and talking about them. But I, I saw the the Yeti, and, I'm, and they have a charger called the Yeti, a, a solar uh, charger. And I'm going, Yeti, Yeti. What a cool name, Yeti. Yeti. Yanindi. Yanindi syndrome. And we were talking about <laughs> problems in offices that we see continuously uh, from different team members, from the doc all the way down to the assistant that started uh, three days ago. And the Yanindi syndrome is something that we have used in our training for years now. And it's an acronym. And it, the Yindi stands for, it's, we spell it Y-N-I-N-D-I. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, made-up words that you see uh, watching Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if you've ever watched Saving Mr. Banks, what a couple of great shows. Um, so we made up this word, Yenindi. And it, st- it stands for, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> how, many, how many team members do you have that's, that has that? The definition, we define the word Yenindi. And it, it's the the first definition is a prominent syndrome seen in dental offices. The second is it's very it's a very contagious disease. 
The third is usually requires therapy to cure the office if team members cannot cure this by themselves. And fourth, surgical type removal is sometimes needed. And that's where you dismiss somebody from working in your practice. So the following four signs are symptoms to the Unindy syndrome. The first one is dental staff members who refuse to implement new knowledge. The second one is dental staff members who impede financial gain in a dental practice. The third one is dental staff members who embrace the status quo, and that's a killer we see all the time. And the fourth is dental staff members uh, includes all members of the dental office, including the doc. (laughs) It amazes me how often I run into dental team members who suffer from the Unindy syndrome. This syndrome is no respecter of generations either. Dental team members, and oftentimes includes the dentist, right? It happens to both young members, old members, and everything in between. Uh, We'd hope this syndrome would decrease in the dental industry, but unfortunately, it's only getting worse. Most of you have experienced the Unindy team member. Some of you reading uh, or, or reading any of my posts I've written or listening to this podcast, you might be suffering from this syndrome right now. So let's start from the beginning. But before we do, um, well, I'm going to go into this, Tracy, just for a minute, and then we'll come back. The doctor team member will go to a seminar, study something online, or just come from another office like team members who go through our training will go from one office maybe to another where they've acquired knowledge that will significantly help the practice they currently serve. They then attempt to share or implement those fantastic business or clinical modalities or principles only to be faced with the phrase from some team member, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Hence the term Unity Syndrome which almost always presents itself before any due diligence is completed with the attempted new knowledge or business principle. Those team members who suffer from the Unindy Syndrome mindset serve the kiss of death to any practice. What's worse is when we see status quo-itis, that's an inflammation of the status quo, so it's not just the normal status quo, it's actually inflamed and festering, okay? (laughs) Or give-it-away blindness, And we all know what that means. That's usually the doc, just discount the work and it'll be okay. Combined with the Unindy condition. The three conditions together are worse than digging out two-week-old meat between upper molars, hygienists. You know what I'm talking about. So, Tracy, tell, tell the audience what happened to you when you went to a certain introductory course and took that knowledge back to the office that you used to work at. Good question. Now, I'm noticing that this happens, and this experience was perfect because I experienced the Unindy syndrome across the board at my practice. Ultimately, my goal was to make the practice money, and so I decided to take the matters into my own hands and go to a seminar. I returned well, from that wait, seminar. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Let's tell the audience the complete transparency. You saw the flyer. Okay. And what did you see on the flyer that really lured you to that that introductory course, that seminar? Okay, let's be honest. It was free breakfast. <laughs> Not just any free breakfast. <laughs> Neater's free breakfast. Uh, Neater's uh, uh, bakery. Oh, my gosh. To die for. Their French toast. Uh, 
hickory smoked bacon with some flavor in there I still can't identify, but it's so good. It was good <laughs> enough for me to come in on my day off. So there you go. Oh, de- now that's something I want to point out. That's a dedicated team member that's willing to go in on their day off and have breakfast and maybe learn something. (laughs) There you go. Sorry, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up coming back to the practice just full of knowledge and full of new ideas to implement for my practice. I ran immediately to my doctor and told him all the great things that I had learned that I wanted to start implementing. And his first answer to that was, yeah, I'm not doing it. It's illegal. We'll talk about that in a minute. Then I decided to tell my front office girl what I intended to do. Her answer was, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. We're going to nickel and dime our patients. I went to the hygienist, told her about all the great things I had learned about that as well. Guess what? Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. I'm busy as it is. Lastly, my dental assistant told her about what I was planning on doing. Yeah, no, if they're not going to do it, I'm not either. Four times from four different positions, I had the Unindy syndrome. And from there, I decided to give up because I cannot implement new techniques, new strategies without the entire team being on board. Wow, that's like huge. But so what was it that you wanted to implement? Oh, very simple things. The first thing that I wanted to implement was upgrading crowns. I felt that that was a great first step into implementing and increasing revenue. Because you guys didn't use just a super cheap lab, you were using a pretty expensive lab, right? Definitely. And the doctor was constantly complaining about the lab fee of one product versus another. Now, when you're signed up with insurance contracts, you can't charge a lab fee, but you can charge for what? For a cosmetic upgrade. That's right. That's right in their uh, books. And that's that was what's crazy to me, um, what they don't think you can do. Um, it's And yet, nobody wanted to implement your new knowledge. And, and did you not, when you went to the training, you heard recorded conversations with insurance companies, you saw video with insurance companies, and you had, you, you saw truth. You come back to give that truth, and what happens? Immediate resistance because people have gone into practice and they've been working so much um, under the assumption that the things that we were going to implement were not legal, that they closed their minds off completely to the possibility that it just might be. So you can convince them that what you wanted to do and how to do it, there's a certain protocol and a way to do it. What you tried to teach them, uh, even though it was truth, They still wouldn't do it. Would they come to, did you invite them to come to a seminar? Yes, I invited doctor and he did come. Um, Unfortunately, the other staff members did not want to be involved in it. And that's where you cannot implement things unless everybody's on the same page. And believe me, people, this is totally ad lib, uh, (laughs) what we're doing here. So there's there's no script, but you've got to tell them, this is what really irritates me because... Let me just back up. I want to come back to when he changed his mind. Wait. I know. Don't get all... Tracy's like getting red-faced. But here's... I want to share with you guys. We have the UDA convention at the end of April. Uh, It's actually... uh, I think we're going to run this podcast uh, on the Monday just before the UDA convention. And what I do with my team members is, is we split up. 
I have some team members going to certain courses. Uh, they don't just bunch together and be little buddies and and sit there and doodle the whole time they're there. No, these presenters, and I'm one of them at the UDA convention, and I hope that people who listen to this will come with note in hand, sit on the front row ready to learn. Because all these presenters, save a few, <laughs> like a couple years ago, some guy talked about his dog for an hour, almost an hour and a half, it's an hour and 20 minutes. And I was so excited to go hear this guy teach and, and hear what he had to say. And he wanted to connect. He goes to, they go to these, these conferences and these training facilities to learn how to connect with the people that they talk with. Talk about your pet. Talk about your dog. Okay? And talk about your cat. Whatever it might be to try and connect with the audience, the feel good. No, that's not how we were trained in dental school. I want to be fed with a fire hose. So anyway, we go... We, we, um, uh, when these people present, they have a lot of information to give and they prepare. And so we split our team up and we have them take notes on the courses that we want to hear about. And then we get back together the beginning of the week, the following week, and everybody needs to have impeccable notes. And they got to come up with anywhere from three to 10 things that just really stood out, but a minimum of three things that they can bring back to the team and teach. And then if everybody takes good notes, we go out for like sushi to Tsunami Restaurant. And if they don't take good notes, we're going to McDonald's. That's right. Not that that's a bad place. I eat there all the time. But that's that's how we reward our team for going and taking good notes. And then they, they each of them will, will go around. They'll have like, you know, dent, dental team members of the round table. And everybody will present their information and present things that might help our practice. So Tracy goes out to the seminar. She learns about it. And it's our Clinical Business of Dentistry introductory seminar that she went to. And she goes and she learns and she comes back and she presents the information. And the doctor's like, no, I'm not doing it. And the team members, nope, we're not going to do it either. And so then they go, I go into my Saving Mr. Banks uh, uh uh, uh, tone there. Sorry, it's just what I do. You know, the lady that created the book, Mary Poppins, she's fantastic, but she was always, no, 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 I'm not doing it. She's a perfect example of the Anindi syndrome. So anyway, <laughs> they, they take and they, um, she comes back, has all this information and nothing. Then the doctor does what? Her doctor, Tracy's doctor, she's working four years ago. Yep. What? He decided that he wanted to go to continuing education courses. So he ended up going to a convention held by another doctor amongst other colleagues and listened about increasing revenue. And number one thing that they talked about was upgrading crowns. Now, the best thing for me was to receive a text message that I still have to this day from him saying, I'm very sorry that I didn't listen to you. You're right. I can do this. And it is not illegal. Oh, my gosh. So these are people that are out there teaching what what we have been teaching in our company for years and years. And when when we were uh, combined with the American Dental Association years ago, our company was in the for-profit side of the ADA. Oh, my gosh, I was teaching this stuff clear back then. And a lot of these people that are out there will reference, they'll email me, Rob, what's new? What's up? What are, what can we upgrade? What's the laws? What's going on? And so I, who knows if this guy was probably one of the guys that came to one of my courses years ago because I see people do this all the time because we were the pioneers out there 
uh, teaching the protocols for upgrading products and services. And so what I really appreciated, though, was this doctor's humility. Her old boss said, I'm sorry. You were right. I was wrong, <laughs> right? He had some validation and... And it probably felt good, didn't it? It really did. And you know what? That's something that is a little bit off subject. But you doctors out there, your office managers generally want to help you. And if there is something that you do make a mistake on, please be humble. You have no idea what that meant to me to have the doctor apologize. It was a simple thing to do, but it really meant a lot. So as we drill down into this Unity Syndrome, imagine the following scenario. The entire team goes to a seminar or training where they learn how to significantly improve revenues and improved office flow or whatever else they might, you know, like going to the UDA convention or your, your state convention anywhere. They come back to the office excited to apply their newfound knowledge, and someone in the team refuses to listen, refuses to hear truth, refuses to implement their new easy-to-do protocols. Why? Because they just don't want to learn something new and make the office more income and give the patient that Disney customer service experience. One or more will simply say, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. And thus the Anindi syndrome appears. And Tracy, why, what is it that holds people back, though? You and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. What holds people back from change? I honestly think the bottom line is fear. The doctor is afraid of something being illegal and him being in trouble. The office managers may be afraid that she's going to push patients away. The hygienist is afraid that she's going to need have more work to do. It's all based on fear. That's a, that's, that's a topic for another day. I mean, uh, in my introductory seminar, what I'm going to be teaching at the UDA convention uh, is exactly what we saw back in December when I asked uh, how many of you doctors in the introductory course that we held in our training facility at the end of the year, there was about 16, 18 dentists and their team members uh, were there. And I asked them, how many of you guys right now, how many of you are offering uh, uh, ridge preservation on, on every extraction? Given the patient that choice, how many of you are doing that? Not one raised their hand. I dropped my clicker and I said, I'm not going any further. I'm done. I said, I, this kills me. This procedure I learned from, from Gordon Christensen at a Park City update course back in 90, 91. Uh, I've been doing that procedure forever. Why would you not want to preserve the jawbone so you can put in better wide body implants and have better profile emergence coming from the crowns. Why aren't you guys doing this? Let alone sometimes we can't, there's so much bone loss that we can't even place an implant or patient has to have a mega sinus lift for 2,500 bucks or more. And they go and, and they wouldn't have to go through that had the ridge been preserved. I said, why aren't you guys doing that? And every doc in there, finally, uh, one, uh, doc was sitting off to my left side and she said, Dr. Rob, it's fear. We're afraid. We're afraid of offending the patient. We're afraid of losing the cell. We're afraid of the patient going somewhere else because, you know, that procedure is fairly costly. It's over a thousand dollars. It'll range between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars. If it, depending on if it's, if it's fee for service or PPO, um, and, and that just, 
seems like a lot of money for an extraction. I said, you're not just charging that for an extraction. You're charging that to preserve the jawbone, preserve the ridge. Oh, my gosh. And I, I said, you, you know, fear has betrayed you. And that's what we see in practices all the time. That comes from my good buddy, uh, Dick Angar, with Professional Insurance Exchange. He says, Rob, fear betrays the dentist. They're afraid to change. They're afraid to learn new protocols when it comes to business because we're not business trained. And that's the killer. This condition is no respecter to any one dental team member. We've seen this syndrome in the doctor. Oftentimes, its precursor symptoms uh, are pride know-it-all-itis and status quo-itis and give-it-away blindness and, or any combination of any of those things, um, that's the problem that we see. The best way, the best way to battle this syndrome, the Unindi syndrome, is to choose your team members wisely and encourage continuing education for the entire office and embrace change. My goodness, we teach thought leadership was a better perspective on dentistry, which literally uh, Tracy and I have learned from Disney University. It's embracing change and encouraging continuing education. When the doc leads change and holds each team member accountable, everybody benefits. Office managers, don't be afraid to lead change and encourage the doctor to change and encourage that office that you have that stewardship over, my goodness, hit it. And that's where you can ask for an increase in pay. <laughs> Tracy, thanks so much for being here today with me. I'm, I'm grateful that when my wife's able to break away from all the duties that she has and responsibilities of, of work and being a mom and, and everything else. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. And all of you have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into the My Practice, My Business podcast. You can find additional podcasts you may have missed that will help you with your dental practice at Apple iTunes Podcasts. And remember to become a subscriber to our podcast. Many of you have asked how to help support the My Practice, My Business podcast. If you have enjoyed the program and information you received today, the best way to help is to leave us a five-star review. Thanks again for allowing us to be a part of your day.